Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is iHeartRadio's Prattcast with Stephanie Pratt and Wells Adams. That episode last night was bonkers. Wells hanging out. Steph, you're in you're in London, I suppose. Yep, still here. Did you watch and the you're episode? You're back in Burbank, aren't you? Yep, I'm back from vacation. I had to leave Fiji. It was so depressing to come back to a town that's exactly the same temperature. To be honest with you, but the exact op- opposite energy, though. <laughs> That's true. That is that's very true. But I'm back. I'm I'm happy to be uh, in the iHeart Studios. More so, this is such a terrible thing to say out loud, but I'm so happy to be back because I get to watch TV again. When you go on vacation, yeah, you don't watch TV, life. and that sucks, oh. dude. Well, that's because you have a girlfriend. Well, when I go on vacation, my nights, woo! Just chock full of Netflix and... Room yes. service. Just on Sunday night, I had Chinese food, Die Hard, and then no Die Hard two, and Ooh. then last night Die Hard three was on. Oh wow! So I, I have yeah, I just got donuts. I've been having like great movie time over here because this is like vacation for me. I'm I'm off I'm off work. Yeah, are you you like last week we talked? You said you were super happy to be back in London. Your mental clarity was pristine are you still feeling good being in uh london town <laughs> did amy tell you about what like are, like are we are we talking about how annoying the situation is that i'm going back to town you're coming back <laughs> yeah why are you coming back so you, okay. new beginning season two we- no, my God, wow. this is actually like, this is, I've got my tiny piano that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Violin. I designed. <laughs> I now know when to correct you even before you've gotten right your now, thought out. Right now, Misha Barton's like, liar, venom. <laughs> um, okay, not piano, mm-hmm. violin. Every day. It's been nine days, yeah. but I've been off. Uh-huh. 
walking down the roads, getting in the black cabs, you know, driving. I'm just seeing all the people. I feel like Little Mermaid when she gets feet, like literally seeing people and talking to people. And because where I live in Chelsea, it's like this guarded, huge, it's like the Buckingham Palace, but like obviously nothing like that. But of like different buildings with just like all the best people and like there's two parks and ah, uh, it's just I I cannot and how calm I feel when I walk down the street. I literally I become the biggest tourist the last week. I'm just videoing everyone. Oh my God, I'm gonna send them to you to annoy the hell out of you. Wait, I'm just videoing myself walking like just so yeah yeah. I but, feel so like that, just so I can watch it at night. I feel like you just saw a butterfly and you went running the opposite direction. We were talking about why you were coming back home. And then now we're talking about you being a tourist. Because you have to understand how happy I am after this horrible, you know, year and stuff going on where I didn't think I would make it through it. Like the challenges. So happy. Finally, I text my dad Sunday night saying, dad, you know, I really miss you. I hope you're taking care of yourself. I just wanted to let you know that I'm so, so, so happy to be here. Like, I've been completely humbled by everything here. And, you know, this is really the right thing for me. And I just want you to know that I'm genuinely the happiest I could ever be. Um, writes me right back. Hey, Steph, just watched five matches of Wimbledon. Dogs are great. Mom broke her leg in three <gasps> places. Oh. Three pins in her leg. S- surgery tomorrow. Say hi to Max. Love you. Oh, my gosh. Literally, after I was, like, dancing in the street, like, on rollerblades with sparklers, being like, I love London. <laughs> so, anyways, that was, like, holy shit, My life just took a big pause. Um, so... Immediately, I'm like, what happened? What? Like, is she okay? Mm-hmm. And she was at the hospital. And I said, and I was like, well, how serious is it? And she sent me a photo. I sent it to Amy of her leg. And it's just got, I mean, these huge, like, 14-inch rods sticking out of her legs. Like, just something so gnarly. And this is... Everyone be very careful because you hear these horror stories and you never know, like, you know, always about escalators. I'm going to wrap this up is your flip flops. My mom's flip flops, the flap got in between the wood, like wood floors, you know, and it just snapped and she just flew. So flip flops are very dangerous. But anyways, she's okay. And I told my dad, okay, I'll be home on Thursday because it takes me 48 hours to get Max approved to go home. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So you're coming back. So, yeah. Yes, that's the update. Okay, but hold on. Just because... (sighs) You okay? Oh, yeah. It's like it was the first time I was saying... I haven't told anyone yet. Well, you just told everybody. I haven't told anyone here yet. Elephant in the room... uh, You haven't been talking to your mother for the past, I don't know, ever since we came back from Napa, and now you're coming back to take care of her after she broke her leg. Does that mean you guys have, like, mended your fences, or what's the deal? Oh, God, no. 
I'm absolutely livid with her. I think she's an absolute... Uh, she's delusional. I'm absolutely livid with her. But at the same time, like, obviously, if anything happens to my beloved mother or father, I will be on the next flight. But in this case, having a dog, I'll be on the next 48 hours from now flight. Got it. Well, you're but being yeah, a good thing. daughter. Like, as, upset, as upset as I am doing this, like, the main thing is, is, like, so lucky that this wasn't, you know, a text, like, phone call saying that it was a car accident or that her life. I mean, this is, this is, you know, I definitely think it's heaven sent from God as giving me this opportunity to show my mom that I will always be there for her. Like I've been saying to her, my dad, like I love them. And like, it is so, it drives me wild to know that Spencer and Heidi would have been completely useless. Yeah. They would have brought over some flowers when she got back from the hospital. So basically I talked to my dad earlier today. She's out of surgery and it's my last thing on it. And he's going to take the doors off of the library and the door off of the bathroom, like adjacent, and take that furniture out because she's going to be in a wheelchair. I mean, it's like completely gnarly. And so we're going to have to put, buy a bed and put it in the library. And I had the most genius idea. So I get home on Thursday to L.A. I'm going to go get one of those sleep numbers beds where you can adjust either one side or both sides of the bed to, like, to raise your feet up, your legs up or down, back up, down, like the temperature. Because, I mean, she's not going to be able to move. Yeah. Like, she's going to be, like, this, this seeing her, and also I know that it's, God, this is the first time I'm talking now, and I'm just gibbering away. I'm sorry. Let me take a break. Sorry, Wells. Welcome back. Sorry. No, it's, I mean, like, this is one of those weird things where maybe some things happen for a reason, and maybe that the reason why you're, uh, you know, the universe is saying this is a good excuse for Steph to come home and her bones will mend and hopefully their relationship will as well. Who knows? And, yeah, regardless the outcome... I will always be there. Yeah. But it also like last week, remember how I was saying that I felt like very indifferent and, you know, about Spencer and Heidi. Yeah. And not like now this has just kind of fired me back up. I don't really know how I'm dealing with my emotions right now. I can't figure out if I'm completely anxious, if I'm angry, if I'm like doing the right thing, doing the wrong thing. There's so many thoughts because this just all happened yeah. last night and I'm getting on a plane the day after tomorrow. Like it's just so annoying because I know Spencer and Heidi would be doing absolutely nothing, sending flowers and that's it. My dad has to go to work. Who's going to feed the dogs and take them on walks? Charlie has medication. I mean, no one would be there for my mom. It's like, and I know when they found out that I was coming, they were probably like, let's have a bottle of wine. This is great. I knew I knew we'd get off. It's just like, do something nice for our parents that love you more than 
anyone else. You got a lot of things running through your mind right now. I'm excited about uh, today's episode. We're going to have Brandon Lee on, uh, who, by the way, he's he's turning into like one of my favorite characters on the hills. Why don't you take a deep breath? We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about this last episode and um, and have Brandon Lee on. OK, sounds good. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Okay, so last night's episode, um, really enjoyed, by the way, Steph. I made some notes, and I want to go through them real quick. But first, I want to welcome in Brandon Lee to the Pratcast. Dude, welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. me. I can't believe yeah. I'm sitting here with Stephanie on FaceTime from London. This is <laughs> this is weird. Um, oh, it's called Skype, darling. It's even more backwards. What? Oh, my God. She's going. He's she's so going young. full so like young. Cockney right now. Yeah, it's happening. I I love it. She's got her tea and her corgi sitting there, and her and her and her and her, and her teeth. Her teeth are already getting worse. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This actress is cream chicken. I swear to God. Okay, so here's my question, Brandon. Did you know Steph before the show started? Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like. Um, I got blindsided with Stephanie. <laughs> what were your preconceived notions about Stephanie before the show started? I, the only the only thing I knew about Stephanie before going to film the show was literally I found it out like forty five minutes before I met her was on the car ride um, to a, like a party of hers. Brody just was like, "Look." Don't say anything too aggressive. Don't look her in the eye. Don't don't do any of this. So I'm like, holy, <laughs> she's like a wild animal. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, is she like a wild? Did die for this? Yeah, it, it was. It was insane. Uh, okay, so then after after meeting, uh, after Wait, meeting I her, I just found that out on the press trip. The Brody only warned him about me, like kills me makes me laugh but what about besides brody what about like the show like did anyone else say anything can you like backstab anyone right now what, did anyone else say anything like <laughs> what do you mean did she wants to know did heidi say oh yeah watch out <laughs> no, just like anyone no or was, no like I, or Brody only said. I know this might hurt your ego but literally it was only brody all right <laughs> nobody else <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I'm not saying it right. Like, did Brody also say Spencer? No, you were the only like, was one. This, was you were the only person that, like... I was, you're the only person I was warned about. <laughs> Everyone's great. Brody's a dick. Don't look her straight in the eye. It will make her angry. <laughs> exactly. You I'm will turn to stone Brody. if you look her directly in the eyeball. I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't want to wear red. Okay. I wore neutral colors. <laughs> everything. After filming the show with her, what do you think of Steph? See, like, Stephanie's like a... Almost like a, what is it? What's the what's the word for that? She's like a porcupine. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like she, like when the needles are down, like it's like cute and like nice, and everybody thinks it's so cute, and nice, and then like it goes like animal, and then and then gets its spikes out and then shoots them everywhere, and nobody wants to go the f near it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's Stephanie. That's that's kind of what I've learned from the show. That is so on point. You need to be at the next like Comedy Central roast as a roaster. Like you're the funniest person. Thank you so much. He really is. And I only just discovered that in New York. You should you and Brody put in a good put in a good word for me the in the casting time. process with uh, all your poll at Comedy Central. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go through uh, the episode from last night. Okay, so we start with uh, Spencer and Heidi. Um, getting this like Pratt Daddy Crystal party ready. Um, here's my thing. First of all, why is an open bar worth forty thousand dollars? 
in what world is open bar worth forty thousand dollars? He paid forty thousand for that. They were like arguing in over. What world do they tell the truth? <laughs> okay. Second thing is, is how much does a crystal healer cost? Because they were talking about it in terms of the budget of the night. And I just got to know, if you're just placing rocks on people's foreheads and chakras, what's that going for? You can't put a price on that. It's it's spiritual. So it'll run you $20,000. Yeah. (laughs) It's spiritual. Okay, I'll pay a million. You were at the party. No. You didn't go? I didn't go to the crystal party. I I think I was... Uh, You're filming. I, I might have been working. Oh. I might have been doing something else. I don't know. I don't know why I wasn't there. Were you not invited? Oh, I was. I was invited. I was invited because I remember Michael Utzinger and, and everyone. I had this pool party and uh, we talked about it there. But yeah. I, I just couldn't make it for some reason. It looked like it was sick, though. I mean, I definitely. Yeah. Feel like I really good. missed out. How does one get a bunch of uh, Instagram models to come to their pool party? Not asking for me. But I imagine a lot of guys out there would like to know how this works. Oh, man. A lot of sliding. Yeah, okay. A lot of, uh, I don't know. I mean, look, like, I uh, sadly don't have uh, enough time on my hands to commit fully to professional DM sliding. Yeah. Um, So I have a couple friends that are just fantastic at it. Uh, Michael Otzinger is one of them. Justin Karabi is another one of them. Um, So they have access to your Insta account? And no, they get in there no. and slide hell for you? No, okay. I would never, ever let that happen. But, you know, I don't know. Like, if you got some friends that, like, work in, like, whatever, the clubs or anything like that, I always AKA hit them. AKA pimps. <laughs> yeah, whatever. My pimps. Yeah, Stephanie. <laughs> um, I don't know. Dude, I hit, I the, I hit I them up sometimes. Guys. It's it's just all circumstantial, dude. They're just, like, they tell the girls that they're coming to my house, and then yeah. they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll go. And then they just arrange it all, and I don't have to deal with any headaches, calling anyone Ubers or nothing. All right. So... Yeah, I mean it's a it's it's more of a circumstantial process. I don't I don't think it's very hard for a um a normal person to do that, and it and it shouldn't be, but it's just all about clout these days. And these girls aren't going to show up at your house if you don't have any clout, <laughs> which is sad because that's just how it is. Like you know, I I think I read some crazy statistic that like thirty percent of males from like twenty three to like no from like. 25 to 35 didn't have sex last year and i'm like this is because instagram because no girls is gonna no girls are having sex with regular guys anymore they can just go on their phone and be like oh this guy's popping like i'll just dm him and any guy with a is gonna be like oh yeah for sure man yeah it's horrible that is depressing (laughs) it is i just chatted me up at a bar what lived in a boat like what kind of boat though that's important no 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 that's what i originally thought and then when he said where it was, I like pass it. He has one of those houseboats where it's like, like a sailboat with a bed. <sighs> you guys are annoying. Stop reading whatever you're reading. A houseboat? No, was he, was, a, hum- like, was was he a homeless? Lamer than that. Was, was his like, name Justin Bobby? Because I feel like he's lived in a it, tree fort. Justin he's lived in Ethiopia or something. A tree hut. Tree hut. Way cooler. Dude. This was a weird houseboat. By the way, I didn't know how much feelings you had for Justin Bob. Right? That was what I wanted to segue what into. What the f*** was that, Stephanie? Mm-hmm. Are you I was, talking to Wells? I'm talking to you. I'm trying to look directly at you, but I realize you're there, so I'm going to look directly <laughs> at this camera when I say this. You were so hurt when you found out he was hanging out with Audrina. What was that? 
I didn't even watch it, honestly. I fast forward the whole episode. Yeah, I found yeah. it very dull. You definitely watched uh, it a hundred percent. But you lived it no. too. So yeah, what are you talking I think about? I need to watch it. Well, that's why, like, that's the thing. But like, I always feel like I have to watch it for the podcast. But so, but did you really? I know what I, did you really have feelings for Justin? Um, not at all. But I like the feelings that I have for him. I absolutely love him. It didn't look like that. There's never a point. But I'm just saying, I, Brandon. I know you. I know you want to do this. I know. Do what? Wait, wait into like wait see you guys. Well, you, we have to talk about it because the show is definitely trying to paint the picture that there oh, is some spark thing. between Adrena, you two. Adrena was talking about me to Justin, vice versa. Justin and I kept on showing each other the texts and calling each other after we'd hang up with Adrena or she'd be fuming and livid and like saying all these up crazy things. And... You know, every, like in the future episodes, every time I see her, I want to be like, you know, admit all these texts, like everything that you're saying is just surface. There's so much under it that you and Joey have orchestrated and all the texts, like I have all this proof and she just, that's why she always runs away. And Jess and I were just like, at the end of it, just so f-ed off. Like, we're just like, what's wrong with this girl? Doesn't she have, like, another storyline to go talk about? Or, like, does she want to date a guy on the side and then pretend that she has feelings with Justin, but she needs to be the victim? So it's like, oh, Joey, you want to be on TV? Sign this release form and be like, Stephanie's sleeping with Justin. And there, Audrina's like, what? As Audrina's still dating that guy that she met at the f***ing music festival date. A prey date. It did seem. I mean, it did seem like the the girl, the the Joey woman, did, was very angry at you. Say hi to her. I don't yeah. even know her. I didn't say goodbye to her. I don't know this woman. Who are you talking about? And then the best is, and then the best is, is um, she tries to come to Vegas because obviously, like, when I'm hearing about this, I'm like. How, how are your 15 minutes? Are you loving camera time? Did they put a mic on you this time? Or are you still having the boom? And she was like, I don't want to be on this show. I will walk away. And I was like, okay, do it. And then she was like, no. And then like you hear, sorry, Audrina, your assistant can't come to Vegas with you. She's like, God damn it. And I was like, oh, you want to go on a Vegas trip too? So what I'm getting from this is that you're just hurt right now. You are in your feelings about all this stuff, all her like, no, all her little moments with Justin. You sound really you know jealous. <laughs> you sound you know really what jealous. What it is is the thing is, is you guys have no idea what else continues. I mean, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I feel like you just didn't answer any of the questions we just. God. So you don't love Justin Bobby? <laughs> oh my God, no. That was the worst no ever. She goes, we're like, we're like, we're like, do you love Justin Bobby? She goes, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like, because I'm in such like disbelief is wild to me. I'm looking at you like you both are morons. There are literally right 0% of the United States female population that isn't in love with Justin Bobby right now. So you're telling me you're the one. The only. I say this every week to you. All right. Go on. 
any more questions for me, Brandon, before we move on? Yeah, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, I want to talk about this pool party and the date you went on, Brandon. All right, so here's the deal. There's nothing grosser. Is that a word? Whatever. There's nothing more gross than warm alcohol. Um, And that's why Dylan, the founder of Brewmate, created Brewmate. His mission is to shake up the beverage industry for the better. Brewmate's stylish, insulated drinkware is designed to keep your favorite beverages ice cold all day long. I took one to Paradise, kept my drinks nice and icy cold the entire time we were filming. Whatever your taste in beer, wine, or spirits, Brewmate makes sure every sip is the perfect temperature. And here's the deal. They got so many different designs and styles to choose from. They've truly got something for everyone. Don't settle for warm alcohol. Chill out your favorite drinks all day long with Brewmate. Visit Brewmate.com and add code PRATCAST to get 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order when you go to B-R-U-M-A-T-E.com and add code PRATCAST. Brandon Lee on the PRATCAST right now. I'm so excited to meet you because I got to be honest with you. Like, Obviously, I'm a fan of your parents, um, and I didn't really know a whole lot about you. And it's very interesting because we Steph and I were talking about this. Um, the people that have been on reality TV for a very long time on this show seem a little less authentic than the new blood that's coming in. And you came in and you just are, it seems like you're just kind of being yourself and just being very present. I was wondering what your like impression of doing reality TV is for the first time. I mean, for, well, it's, that was exactly it, just reality. So I never had any plans to do any sort of show like this in my entire life. Um, You know, but the kind of the opportunity arose and, and what I understood from the original was, you know, it followed people kind of growing up and and going through their professional lives. Um, And that interests me Um, just since I, I feel like people don't, haven't really had the chance to know me, especially since who my parents are. And that kind of overshadows a lot of the work that I've done. Mm hmm. Um, and I thought this was a great place to kind of showcase that and, um, for people to get to know me better and that I'm my own person and that, you know, I'm completely different. Um, as well as the fact is that I, when I was going to do this show, I was going to be a hundred percent just myself, honest, like open and just relax and just be myself. I feel like so many people on TV in these uh, particular circumstances always want to put on these characters that are more interesting than themselves that they that they think are more interesting than themselves um and that never really plays for me i when i watch something i want someone to be as authentic as possible whether it's a movie uh, any sort of tv show any talk show anything i can tell right away if someone's being fake yeah and that doesn't it just seems shallow and surface and like um it doesn't draw me in so i was thinking about it like look if i'm going to do this i'm going to be 100% myself and that's it. And that's that's all I've been trying to, to do. Well, you definitely are coming across very well-adjusted considering, I think, the perception of your circumstances. I think the thought of, of Pam and Tommy Lee's kid would be like party, rock star, bombastic. And you seem to be coming in as very even-keeled. Um, so anyways, I just want to say I applaud you and I'm having a good time watching you on TV. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I was, I was all of that for yeah. a long time. Um, you know, and then that obviously you kind of get, you're at this point when you're a kid and, and you reach a certain age where you're like, what, 
what am I going to be? What am I going to do? What's going to be my identity? And you kind of are at a crossroads and you're going to either try to be your parents or you're going to try to be somebody else. And I feel like that's something that everyone goes through in their life when they have successful parents in any field, whether it's a successful lawyer, doctor, anybody. You know, you have you have that opportunity to decide or a lot of people don't have the opportunity, actually. Their, their parents are going to, you know, they want you to be a lawyer or a doctor and, and think that because that's what they did. Um, and thank God, you know, um, my parents lived this crazy lifestyle and I kind of looked at that and I was like, I don't really want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just want to work and I want to focus on my craft and, and, and try to be an actor and a a good entertainer and, and, uh, do it that way. So that's, you know, I kind of, kind of went through all that phase very early in my life. So, I mean, I don't know. I've just, I've seen it all. It doesn't, (laughs) none of that impresses me anymore. Did you really beat Brody in that tennis match? I beat. I don't look. I beat. <laughs> I, I I beat him so bad. Okay. I don't. I'm not sure. I can't remember if they show him scoring any points. <laughs> but if they did, it's a lie because he scored absolutely zero <laughs> points on me. I have no. I have no idea. I whomped his ass so bad. And then afterwards, you go on a date with one of the girls that came over for the. Uh, pool party. I think her name's Ashley. No, Ashley wasn't at the pool party. She wasn't. Uh-uh. Oh. A- Ashley, no, there was a couple girls at the pool party. And that's where I got confused. About what? Remember that whole hair thing? Because you talk about the pool party girl. And remember that, like, coming up, you're like, Stephanie, don't mess this up. Yeah. And then the next <sighs> thing, you know. Stephanie, I yeah, said, I said, don't. The- No, Stephanie, I said don't mess this up because there's other girls coming to the pool party, so don't f***ing say anything to this girl because it's going to f*** everything up. And immediately, that's what happened. (laughs) My only question about the date that you went on with Ashley to Fred Siegel, by Mm -hmm. the way, Mm -hmm. which I feel like that was such an original Hills thing to go to Fred Siegel and jump around. Uh, my girlfriend and I were watching last night. We want to know, did you buy her that white denim jacket or not? I honestly can't remember. <laughs> I really might have. I really might not have. I don't know. It was whatever I was feeling in the moment. That was exactly the answer that I wanted to hear from um, you about that. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I probably did whatever everyone's thinking. I don't know. Oh, man. All right, well, we want to be respectful of your time, so we'll let you out of here. Last question. Is there anything that you've seen in the show that you don't think is real or needs to be, uh, I don't know, fixed in your mind? I mean, I wish um, more than anything that uh, Brody and Spencer could just le- like just have a boxing match. Yeah. That's for me. That's the season finale. Yeah. Throw them in a fucking boxing ring and have them fight it out. And, you know, winner gets to decide whatever their relationship's going to be after that. Because I am so sick of, like, being in the middle of these two adult babies um, just, like, whining all day. Can I ask you a question? Just as someone who's watching the show as a fan, this is how I perceive it. Brody doesn't want to be friends with Spencer anymore. And he's trying to be nice about it, but he's just like, listen, I'm going to keep you at an arm's length. And Spencer wants to be friends with Brody again, and that's what's making it awkward. It's like the ex that wants to get back together with yeah. you, and you're just like, I don't know. Um, I kind of see it that way, too. I think more than anything, 
Um, I think Brody would want to be friends with Spencer again if I think uh, Brody understood that Spencer's a different person now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think Brody's at that point. So, and obviously Spencer hasn't really done anything to prove his loyalty or like there's been no major like, oh, I had your back in this situation or I stuck up for you. It's had, there's been nothing like that. So I think for Brody, it's pretty easy to be like, you're the same dude that, you know, me over and and you're like, you know, still doing all this crazy. So I think it's easy for Brody to kind of distance himself and not want that friendship. I feel like in order for some, there needs to be some sort of grand gesture from Spencer. Mm hmm. Besides just like being there and hanging out and crystals and crystals. Yeah. Like it lets, you know, like I, th- there's a lot of opportunity like for him to do this stuff. A lot of people, you know, talk shit on Brody and like people go after Brody on this show. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of opportunity for Spencer to jump in and be the hero. But, you know, who knows if he does? Like, I don't even know. I can't even remember what happened this year. It's been like we did this for like a year and I feel like um, there's so many relationships that are just like on the point of being so good, but just like can't can't get there. I don't know. It's crazy. Steph, do you have any questions for Brandon before he jumps out? Yeah. Did you have a good time filming? I had an amazing time and filming. And what episode and what episode are you the most worried about? Probably probably like the next three episodes. Just because, you know Oh because oh, the chicks. No, yeah. I, I just like it was weird for me kind of adjusting to like to I don't know, like try to, to try to date on TV. So I'm waiting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's like nerve wracking. I don't. Want, I don't want. First off, I don't want to give away my playbook. Second <laughs> off, uh, second I off. I think you're the most interesting. Yeah. Second off. Second off. It's private moments. It's like not really meant for anyone else to see. That's why it's so interesting. I don't know. Like it, for me, it was like a process to like try to block the cameras out and just focus on you know, the beautiful girl in front of me. And that's, you know, sometimes that's harder than it, than it seems. Dude, I will say this. It is so hard to make out with a woman with cameras and sound guys around you for the first time. And it took me in nine episodes to get the balls to do it. So I understand where you're coming from. And then you become like immune to it, which even is even more shocking to your it's persona. worse. You're like, wait, why isn't this weird? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's watching this. You're like, now it's like you're private and you're like, wait, like, let's get a camera. Now. Yeah. <laughs> we got a good it. thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Thanks for being on the show, yeah, man. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys Thanks, later. Have fun. All right, we're back. Steph is, I don't know, she's lost in the ether somewhere. We don't know what happened to her. Her Wi-Fi in London is absolutely horrible. So I'm going to take the reins in the show. Uh, We've got Audrey Hope on the line. She's an award-winning certified addiction therapist and holds a Doctor of Divinity degree who uses her abilities as a clairvoyant psychic medium to heal patients from trauma. You're also somewhat of a specialist when it comes to crystals, I hear. Is that right? Yes, and I work at Seasons Rehab in Malibu, so I've worked with a lot of celebrities. Oh, wow. Tell, yeah. us, tell us the most p- famous celebrity that you've had to work with. <laughs> I'm not allowed to, so um, that I would lose my... I would lose my job, and that would just be a, open up a can of worms. Okay. Yeah, but I'm let me gonna... say I've been privileged to meet a lot of people, and um, we all suffer the same, and that is the truth. 
I'm going to say a couple celebrities' names. If you say nothing, <laughs> then I know they've been there. If you say nothing, then I know that they aren't there. Tom Cruise. Ah, uh, I can't say anything. <sighs> no, 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 no. Tom no, Hanks. No, don't do this to me. No, no, no. Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> oh, you're a character. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um, well, the ones that have come out and, and have said they've been to rehab, that's okay. And there's been a few of those. And, you know, I've worked with Chester from Lincoln Park and, I've, uh, you know, some people who have lost their lives. Well, uh, thank you for coming on the show, and thank you for doing what you do. It's obviously like a serious disease, and it's awesome that there are people out there like you that are helping everyone. I, we brought you on, I think, specifically to talk mm-hmm. about crystals. I don't. Are you watching The Hills? Like, is that? I watched the show today. Okay. So I, I I wanted to say something about Spencer. Yeah. Okay. The okay. floor is yours. Okay. So um, Spencer has beautiful crystals. And he mentioned that he wanted everyone to feel the portal to other dimensions. I mean, that was a quote. And he said he wanted everyone to feel the vibe and the energy, mm-hmm. right? So that could be kind of like airy-fairy kind of L.A. talk. But the truth of the matter is he's right. There is a science behind it that is so fascinating. So he's right on, he's right on it. You know that crystals are used in our electronics, our machines, our computers, our, you know, medical optical devices, our TV screens, because it gives an accurate frequency and it regulates energy and it directs light precisely. So it's known as the most reliable source of energy. And that is science backing up what Spencer said. And I can go on. <laughs> well, I want you to go on about the crystal healer that he has in at the party that puts crystals all over your body. Is that real or is that uh, not real? Well, that's one way to use them because crystals do so many things. So it's like having their own personality. Each crystal has its own unique vibration. So if you put it on different parts of the body, it can actually heal it. And, you know, this is since the beginning of time. Do you know that, like, emeralds relieve depression? Mm-hmm. And you can use a sapphire to help nosebleeds. Like, some of the crystals are really medically miracle. Like, jade cleanses the blood. And... um Carnelian helps the reproductive system. So when you put it on certain parts of the body, it actually attunes. And that's like from the physical law of resonance because everything is through the law of attraction. So you know that Tesla said if you want the secrets of the universe, you have to think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Yes, I did know that. Right? And and Einstein said everything's energy and vibration, right? Mm -hmm. And we all love music, and that has a certain vibration and energy that helps us, right? We all get happy when we hear certain music. That's because it has a hertz vibration. And if you listen to music over a 528 hertz, you can actually heal. I mean, this is proven. High frequency heals, low frequency causes disharmony. So positive energy vibrates faster and lighter, negative energy denser and heavier. So we're going beyond. You notice that the world is going crazy, right? Like the world is, 
you know, bonkers. Every, you know, what's happening politically and all these fires in Malibu and, and all these things happening in our planet. Well, it could be kind of a time of healing, like moving into a new frontier, which is beyond the mind. Taking Star Trek, you know, let's go beyond into a new frontier. And energy medicine is all about raising the vibration of the body. And this is the secret of all healing. So what does the crystal have? It has the resonance of the earth, and it holds the DNA. And so when you hold it, it you can actually raise your vibration. So um, it does many things, too. Okay, so Steph, you're back on the show. Okay, you've been living in this crystal world for a while. Do you buy the crystal thing? Like, are you into it, or do you think it's all a bunch of hocus pocus? Um, you know, I go in and out of things. I was introduced to crystals from uh, Reiki teachers mm-hmm. um, when I would do that, and. You know, and then when you're like in a boutique and at the at the counter, you know, they've got like cute crystals and like keychains and that one's quartz means love. So like, you know, I'm that kind of consumer as well. But I, I mean talking, I have I one talking about the about science it. of it, Steph, so this way you can understand your brother. Because your brother's on to something, even if he's a fanatic, right? Did I hear that? He's, like, absolutely obsessed. Yeah. So I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this when I was watching the episode. Um, And what you're saying is, um, you know, these crystals help with, you know, getting you back aligned, uh, helping with the harmony in your life. And if that's true... It seems to me that Spencer is someone who's using that because his life is constantly like disharm harmonious, right? Like he's always putting himself in crazy situations with like um, bombastic results and all that kind of stuff. And he's using this thing to try to even the scales. And it seems to me that's not a great way to. Absolutely right. You are so right. Well, because you know well, why? You because literally uh, are the. the- genius every every week every week you get it right yeah i'm no. sorry i just yeah. had to no, like, I just, well, I, I'm wow you 100 percent because when i was watching it i was thinking about what is going on there was there music in the background were they playing like some kind of wild music and 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 were some of the people gossiping about each other that's energy yeah. right and the problems that people have listen there's no crystal in the world that's going to heal that no way no how Okay. Um, love that. We haven't Getting found that one engraved yet. For them. <laughs> so you are absolutely right on. You have it's what you bring. You know your your issues. That's not going to go away. Um, I'm absolutely fascinated. How I would love to know how he got into it and why he got into it. But you have to work on your issues. Like I'm a soul healer, and you have to go down. He joined a cult, cave, man. You have to go down and I, figure I out what's going on. I heard he joined a cult. Yeah, what? He's like a crystal cult. <laughs> yeah, I heard he had joined a cult, and they, oh, they, Uh-oh. they love crystals and building. Probably, yeah. All right. You know how funny Colts can be. feel like that's getting cut out of the show. Anyways. Um... <laughs> it's not good, Steph, <laughs> because 
you know. But I think you're right. They're, they've done so many bad things and they're such horrible people that what else? I mean, God must laugh at Heidi when she prays. What else is there to turn to if they're like, okay, this will heal my heart. This will heal, you know, toxic people from my life. This will <laughs> keep away evil. Like, that, like it wells, like it completely makes sense. Is like they need all that, right? And that's that's right. not enjoying crystals anymore. That's that's like taking prescription pills. That's like, you know, it's You're not enjoying right. them. And There's, it's like drugs. There's no yeah. substitute for real healing and looking at yourself. And also, crystals are not a fad. You know, it's been going on since the beginning of time. Crystals have been used. You can find it in the Bible 200 times, the Quran, the Hindu Vedas. I mean, this is real serious stuff. So, um, and even in Atlantis, I don't know if you know the story, if it's true, it was destroyed by a crystal. So, um, what? This, what? Yeah, uh, the, the city of Atlantis that was a powerful spiritual world that Edgar Casey, the most famous psychic in the world, has talked about. It was destroyed. It was a very advanced world, and it was destroyed by a crystal. Could you imagine? It was you. That's how it was. You know, um, that's why it's not here anymore. That's because of crystal energy. So, um, so did like the crystal, like they make it like a crystal gun, and then it exploded the town. Oh wait, no, they made like a um, a crystal. Uh, they they used the technology of crystals. Ah. And you then know, they which built is, the Death like, Star. like I said to Steph, you know, it's used in everywhere in our electronics and our phones. Crystals are everywhere because it has, it is the most reliable source of energy. It has an, it, you know, the truth is, I'm, I'm going to read this quote, it's the most orderly structure that exists in nature and it's the most cohesive expression of physical matter. So we use it everywhere because it's so reliable and it works, right? But when you're mm-hmm. talking about people that are icky people that are, like, avoiding their issues, the crystal will probably magnify that and make it worse. You can't use it. Oh, they wouldn't be able to yeah. walk into a restaurant or into a door or whatever without waving a crystal wand in the in the doors, in the doorways. Now that's but, but you know what? But all this and, aside, I will yeah. say, "Romancing the Stone" is my favorite movie ever. <laughs> so, Audrey, I, you have a YouTube show called uh, "Hope for Relationships." Yes, I I wanted to give people some secrets. You know, I've been working for like almost twenty years in Malibu on soul healing in my own way. That's so where I'm also- from. Yeah, it's also serious. You know, it's pretty serious. People come in and, you know, they're almost dying or they have serious trauma. And um, so it's, it's, it's a very grounded thing. And you can tell I'm from New York. So this is going beyond the mind because a lot of people go to therapy and they don't heal. So I've kind of found a new way to go into the deeper level of the soul. You know, which is um, why are you here, maybe your karma, your past life. Like, what the hell is really going on? So I could take it to that level, and so it's kind of a gift, which I love to, you know, give away. So I, may, I put it on my YouTube show, some of the secrets of, let's say, someone wants to manifest a soulmate or someone wants to manifest money. Um, I, You know, I was kind of tapping into the secrets um, and putting it on YouTube. So it's like sometimes I have 10 minutes shows, two-minute shows. I just wanted it documented. 
Well, we need help with you um, manifesting hope for her and her brother's relationship. Uh, How do we fix that issue? Well, um, please, please, Wells, come on. Like no, on. Like, what, honestly, don't don't even waste her her time. Honestly, it's just <laughs> it's not fair anymore. Well, if you get frustrated. That's something you need to look at, you know, like maybe get stronger to it or you're trying to help him or what's going on. Because it's always, in healing, it's always about you. It's not about the other person. Yep. Did you know that? It's kind of the secret of all healing. Absolutely. And that's, yeah, that's why I don't have the anger anymore. Great. It'll never change. My mom will never change. People never change unless they're self-aware or not senile. So just got to take care of yourself first and not let anyone else tell you how you should be feeling that day. Right. It's and accept day. him. Accept him for what he is. You know, accept him and um, try not to be um, riled up. Or I would say, what what riles nah, you up? What, what I, I can't accept him. <laughs> I can't accept someone that has, like, the equivalent to uh, having those pit bull fights or whatever. Like, I'll never accept people like that. He's f***ing Okay. Yeah. That kind of says it all. <laughs> I think we, we, we got somewhere. Sorry, it's really Bottom lining it, it is very good. <laughs> I know it's really for you guys. I think it's fabulous. So um, do you have um, any problems you want to ask me about? Okay, one quick question. I'm going home on Thursday to take care of my mother, who at the moment I despise and haven't talked to since the beginning of April. Mm-hmm. But obviously I have to take care of her. Mm-hmm. She's going to be, you know, on medication and out of it. And I'm just going to try to keep it very clean and, like, you know, food, help her bathroom, food, walk the dogs, feed the dogs, you know, just... I want to make it as disconnected as I can. Yeah. LA is such a dark place for me. I just got back to London nine days ago yeah. and I'm having a lot of feelings. Do you see strength in this or do you see this becoming weakness and all of a sudden I'm going to be ending up in another trauma treatment for depression? No, you can't let that happen. And actually depression is taking on someone's energy. So I would say go because you're feeling that you want to, but just make sure you shield. No, I have to. Like, I have to take care of my mom. My dad has to work. My brother is useless. Like, like there's, I have to. So your lesson in life, Steph, is probably to be unaffected and to get strong from this. You can use them as a test. You can use them as a test where they, they won't get to you. So it's really making you become stronger. So see it that way and put a shield around you. Do you know a shield is like two feet above, two feet to the left and right and all around you. And shield yourself. And every single time you get activated, even go into the bathroom and just kind of like clear it. All negative energy leave me immediately. And just keep coming back and get out of the house as as fast as you can. Um, but I mm-hmm. think it's destroying And not put myself in her shoes, so then I start getting upset. No, so no, really no. just those emotional boundaries out of, like, the bubble around me. Yeah, you have to. Because then I start feeling guilty, reason, like, I know. can't go back to London, like, 
They're, no, no, no. Parents no. are you'd old. Have to, like, you'd have to clear that energy. I'm really worried that's going to happen. You know that um, it's called the wound of the tribe. It's like family is the hardest, the hardest because it tests us the most. And, you know, in spirituality, they say it's an honor to be tested because you, it, it's to make you stronger. So kind of see it from a different angle. Don't get so involved in it. Kind of raise up and kind of see, oh, this is all about me getting stronger. And kind of let them go. I get to. You know what I mean? Like how you look at a table. Yeah. You, you know, you, you wouldn't expect anything from a table, right? It's just neutral. Just see it as neutral and don't be activated. It's a really good test for you because for some reason you're going to need it. Whatever your future is, you're going to need to become stronger. Don't let them get to you. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So there's a lot okay. of techniques That's for that. A lot. Going and, um, in with a positive attitude. I definitely believe in the secret and saying the right things out loud. So you're right. Going in with a positive attitude. I'm lucky that I had this time off to actually be able to go and take care of her. Yes, but make sure on an energy level you feel that I even have. It's not in the mind. You actually have to, like, if you were going into a war zone and you were um, a soldier, right, wouldn't you wear armor? Yes. So that's what you're doing. You're going into a war zone, no doubt about it. So don't think it's a pillow. Oh, I'm going into something light and fun. I'm going into a war zone when I go home. See it that way so that you are armored and prepared. Because one of the things is you got to read energy the way that it is. And you are very good at it, Steph. You're very good at reading energy. And you're right on it. So that's good. That's called energy wisdom. You know what's happening. And, you know, people are psychic vampires. Have you heard of that? I don't think we've got enough time in this yeah. episode okay. to get into All that. Right. Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, Wait, just, so the quick question, because have... I was actually going to go in the complete opposite way, because like, I know she's going to be highly sedated and super out of it and doped up. Um, I was going to go into it like very, like not meek, like I am strong, but just kind of like, don't know, not, like not go in, like I'm, I'm going in, I'm doing this, blah, blah. Like I was just going to kind of like, you know, not sneak in, but just kind of like, twirl in, you know, blah, 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 and then, like, leave gently. You think I need to be going in? No, 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 I, no. I, just, I think you need I, to go in that way that you think because you're using your intuition, but I just think you uh-huh. still need to think of it as being armored. You have to understand the energy field even if she's sedated. She's toxic, and it probably brings up a lot of the past for you. So just go in a little more, a little wiser, and knowing that it's not going to be fun, and it's not going to be easy, and don't expect it, and just go in like a soldier. Whatever that means. You could be a gentle soldier, but just protect yourself and know what you're going into, and then just clear it when you leave. Okay, but try to stay unaffected. Thank you. And, you know, feel free Thank to call you. me if you, if, you, if you need some help with that, okay? I really, you know, I'm, I'm happy to Oh, I really appreciate that. Okay, it really was nice to meet both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Audrey. Okay. Thank you so much. That really helped. Thank you. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Next week on the broadcast, we'll talk about energy vampires. And we'll have... I don't know, someone else from the show on, I hope. That was an ab- that was a bonkers episode. I-, I thought the show, the actual Hills, was bonkers, and then we did the podcast, and uh, even better. So 
Next week, who knows what's going to happen? This place might burn down. I do. You do? Okay, well, I don't. Vegas. I'm ex- I'm ex- Vegas, Vegas is happening. Oh, yeah, well, that's not going to be weird and crazy and <laughs> blackout. I'm excited. Uh, all right, Steph Hills, yeah. <gasps> Show's over. Follow Prattcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.